welcome, 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 welcome to another root working episode. Working without the G, y'all. Remember, keep it black. Keep it black. <laughs> I am your host, Sarah L. Ward, artivist, black woman, griot. And this is a womanist podcast that centers the opinions, stories, and perspectives of black women. It is my hope that by listening, you are encouraged to think deeply and work your own roots by looking inward. And on that note, we're going to move into our root working note of the day. Our root working note for the day is don't fall into the trap of tethering someone's actions and reactions to your self-worth. No matter what happens, you are worthy despite their inability to reflect that. I'm going to read it again for the people in the back. Don't fall into the trap of tethering someone's actions and reactions to your self-worth. No matter what happens, you are worthy despite their inability to reflect that. And on that note, y'all, I'm really going to give you a story time. And I might be exposing myself a little bit, but like... Who the fuck cares? Also, caveat, technically this episode is going to be a wind down, which means I'm sipping on my favorite Cooper's Hawk wine, blueberry, and also it's definitely July 4th, which means because it's 926 in the evening, folks is out doing what they do and popping fireworks. So that is the sounds that you hear in the background, but no dog. <laughs> not dealing with the dog today but okay so I think this was I went out with I went out with Rania y'all know Rania our other thought partner went out with Rania and I think it was Friday I think it was a Friday evening now on this Friday evening we ended up like mm, so we went to two venues the second venue that we went to I mean, y'all, lituation. I mean, top tier time. Like, I was in there putting my feet on tables, standing up on benches, throwing ass in circles uh, <laughs> at an elevated level, um, had niggas at my fingertips. And when I be going out in, like, places like this, I high-key be chilling, like, because, I don't know, something about picking people up at a club just, I don't know, don't. It, it just don't do it for me. Um, that's not to say that I don't, like, enjoy the entertainment, because I do. <laughs> but that second party that we went to, I mean, y'all, it was giving sweat. It was giving, like, folks could have been coming out of their clothes if they wanted to. It was cold. It ended up being cold that night. But could have if they wanted to. Like, niggas was walking down the stairs in long sleeves and hoodies. And I was like, oh, are you in for a time? Oh, are you in for a time? So hot. Like, at one of those parties where you don't go to the bar to get more liquor. You go to the bar for water. <laughs> it was one of those nights. And so that evening, bop, 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 bop. But earlier this evening, this particular evening... We ended up at, a, a well, we were at a different place. We weren't going to go to this second venue, which I don't even remember what the name of it was. But we didn't, we didn't have any intentions on going to the second venue. The first venue that we went to, it was supposed to be, at least how Rania remembered it, was 
a place where normally they don't have chairs, right? Like, they ended up putting benches where the dance floor area normally is. And Rania likes, she she likes to, like, pop up at spaces where she knows the DJ. Great, great um, way of choosing dope-ass, like, dance-worthy parties. Because, you know, dance culture and parties is really interesting when you're a dancer. Like, you're like, oh, y'all need liquor to dance? Right, y'all those people. <laughs> but we went to this place because the DJ's supposed to be bomb. Uh, I, you know, we go. We're like, okay, cool. Like, fine, there's benches. Not a big fucking deal. Like, we're dancers. We came out with the intention of dancing. Like, I had to choose my outfit based on if my legs could fly. Like, one of those type... The shoes probably didn't go with the outfit, but needed functional shoes in order to dance for hours. Like, that type night. So we get there. It's cool. I don't know. The DJ was on some mad wild shit. As in, y'all know how, like, DJs like to cut the song out a little bit. But they do keep it still, like, within the rhythm of the song. So when they bring the song back in, it's often and should be still on the rhythm that the song is on, right? So your, like, audience, your crowd isn't missing a beat. I don't know what the fuck was going on this night, y'all. But this nigga was literally in his own world. And I kid you not, as long as I watched him, never looked up. Like, was not looking up to survey the crowd. And I was like, mm, it's not giving, especially because when he would cut out the song, he would cut it out a little too long, y'all. Like, homeboy was com- like taking the song out on the two and coming it come back coming back in on the seven, and it was just like, and it made it seem like it made it seem like. <laughs> The sound system was cutting out. That's how long. <laughs> That's how long he was keeping the song out. So I was like, all right, Rania. Like, it's already mad weird that we came here to dance and we're kind of like in like this booth area and we're standing up like kind of on the corner. We're with other people that are like the people who need to be drunk to dance. So like they're chilling. They're not up at all. Rania and I are like, we came out to get free, to sweat. I, I like... We don't give a fuck who's sitting down. We gonna dance. And because it was cold, y'all. I So when you walk into this venue, there's the middle ground that has like the bench, the benches that were loaded in. Child, my voice and gone out. The benches that were loaded in. Then you have the left side where they have like, um, what do you call them? Like high rise tables. I don't even know what you call those. We gonna call them high rise tables because standing table. I don't even know what you call them. Y'all know what I'm talking about though. And then you have, like, these booths that you can sit in, and they're, like, U-shaped. And in the middle of this U-shape, there was, like, a pit, like, a gas, like, what the fuck do you call it? A gas, like, fire pit. That's what we're going to call it. (laughs) And so in order to start this pit, what they did was, is because it was cold, y'all, remember, even though it's June, it was cold, they normally, they would pull out this, like, glass square box, And they would put this box around where the flame is normally exposed. So they put the glass box there. They turn the flame on or the the gas, whatever the fuck 
that turns it on, that turn it on, right? So they click, 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 lighter. They're short. Click, 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 you know, waiting, waiting, waiting. And I kid y'all not, when the, first of all, the glass box wasn't tall enough for as tall as this flame was going to be. Do you understand? The flame was too tall for this little short ass glass box. Okay. This man lights this flame and I kid you not, it was a hibachi grill, like straight hibachi grill. Like it, the flame was so big and mildly contained that y'all, if I had had locks, then like guarantee I would have been Michael Jackson because there's no way that my hair would not have caught fire. As long as my tendrils were, there's no way that my, so I was already like ready to go mildly because I'm like, first of all, if you ask it, y'all, the flame was so exposed. If you accidentally trip your burn victim, I'm, I'm, I swear I'm not being dramatic and I know I can be dramatic and y'all know I can be dramatic, but I promise you I'm not being dramatic. Could have burnt to flames. So, burnt to ashes. So, me and Rania like, all right, we looking at the clock. We like, listen, if we trying to go get free and dance, we gonna have to at least try to shift to this other venue because there's more hope for any other place other than here. On some, at this point, we could go back to the crib, drink some drinks, turn on the JBL, and get down. Okay, so. Mind you, this whole time, y'all, mind you, this whole time, there is this cute little light-skinned man sitting in the corner at a, well, not even in the corner, but he's at the bench that's diagonal from us. So he's, like, on my diagonal corner. And I, like, you know how you can accidentally, like, catch eyes with people because they're surveying the space? And you're like, "Mm, I didn't mean to catch your eye, but I keep accidentally scanning I mean, I'm scanning your area because anytime I turn around to dance, I'm looking around. I'm one of those people when I when I dance, I'm not just in my own world. I am dancing and also being extremely mindful of the space around me because I'm a black woman. I'm a single black woman. And anytime I dance, people get handsy. So that's just a practice of mine. But I'm also like, but nigga, what the fuck is you looking at? Like, I mean, he was like, you're cute. But like, I don't know. Like, I just, when I go out, I really be chilling. But this place was real low key. Like, it wasn't a party like the second place. And so, like, you could easily strike up a conversation with somebody and kiki kiki talk. And so, <laughs> we've been there for a little bit. Let's say we were there for like, I don't know, 30, maybe an hour. Maybe we were there for an hour. We go to pick up our bags. And y'all, I kid you not, I went to pick up, I looked down to pick up my purse, put my purse on my shoulder, and who is, I mean, like a ghost. Like, (laughs) the nigga was just up in my face, y'all. Just up, y'all, up, I kid up, it up, 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 up in my face. Like, appeared out of fucking nowhere. I was like, oh, you know, uh, shook his hand, shook my hand. He did shake my hand firm, y'all. That is like a red flag for me. Like if a nigga woke up to me and he like hardly shake my hand, like it's real delicate, that shit irritates the fuck out of me and automatic turn off. Like I don't know what you thought you was about to get into by walking up to me, but th- this, this, this is not that. So shook my hand. 
real firm, real nice. And his pickup line is this. Didn't you used to have locks? Y'all, sold. At this point, I didn't been witnessed because I don't like to be watched. I like to be witnessed. I was like, oh. A plus, motherfucker, plus, plus, plus for you, okay? So we sitting there and I'm like, at this point, trying to figure out how he knows me because, I mean, I'm not going around telling people who I don't know, like, oh, you know, I cut my locks. Like, you know, me cutting my locks was for me. It wasn't really for anybody else. So it's not something I use to seek attention. And so he's like, I don't know. You know, he was saying he was watching his dance and realized we were like real dancers and his sister performs. And so, you know, I start to ask him like, well, what spaces do your sister be in? Because maybe we were in a show together. Maybe, I don't know, we studied at a place that he would have come to see her or something. And he's like, no, I think she might have went to Howard. I don't know. And I'm like, no. I'm like going through all the Rolodex in my head about, you know, where my career is taking me. I'm like, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. And so he was like, oh, I mean, and so much is going on, right? There's music. Rania is also talking to him. It's like we're all having a big conversation, which I also like. It was mad cool, chill. And so, like, this whole time, his hand is still in my hand. We're still, we have not released contact. You understand me? So we're talking, 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 and um, I'm kind of like, I don't know. Once I, my brain gets on autopilot of trying to find the answer, I kind of, my brain starts to sparse through what folks are saying around me, and it begins to fill in the blanks. It's called selective hearing, but we're not going to call it that. <laughs> we're not going to call it that. So he then goes like Instagram and I am used to people asking me for my Instagram now and like I used to fucking hate it. I kind of like in between. I used to really hate it and I hated it because I felt like it was childish. But since having a new number, (laughs) I would much rather prefer folks ask me for my Instagram sometimes unless I'm serious about getting like in contact with you. And so I was like, when he said, oh, Instagram, I was like, no, you can have my number. And he was like, oh, no, I was saying, mind you, still still in contact. Hands are still touching, okay? Oh, no, I was saying, like, maybe I've seen you on Instagram. And I was like, oh, maybe. I don't know. The world is so small. Maybe I'm not sure. So then I start to think through my head, like maybe trying to go through people that have liked my post or I don't know, have I seen? And I was like, okay. And so as I'm thinking sort of out loud, he then goes, but I would love your number. And I was like, yeah, cool. Put my number in his phone, walked away, chill. Went out to the next place, best lives. I mean, y'all. The last time I partied that good was in New York. Was in New York. It was one of those once-in-a-lifetime parties. Like, after you go to a party like that, you only want to go to parties like that for, like, the rest of your life. And you're, like, constantly in, in, like, a place of chasing this, like, party high. And you almost never find it. It always finds you. Do you understand? It always finds you. You can never find it. Okay? And so... Next day goes by. Y'all, mind you, he came up to me. Okay, we talking about not tethering your worth to how other people perceive you, treat you, okay, react to you. 
Okay, he asked me for my number, right? Okay, Saturday goes, Sunday goes, Monday goes, Tuesday. So at this point, this nigga's just out here trying to figure out if they still got game. Because at this point, I didn't even make you throw the dice, my nigga. Like, I literally handed you the dice and said, oh, hey, here, it's your turn. I just went. And old Sarah, y'all, listen, old Sarah would have been like, damn, that's wild. Like, beginning to think back through the interaction, like, maybe it was me. Did I do something? Like, because I know I can be a lot of energy. So I'm like, maybe it was too, maybe I was too much energy. Uh, 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 I don't know. What did I look like? And first of all, bitch is bad. A bitch is motherfucking bad so old Sierra would have been like questioning myself new Sierra was like oh, something gotta be wrong with that man or he was just playing games but I'm like sis don't ever tether your self worth to somebody else's reaction especially not these men's cause you bad bitch and you's a bad bitch and on that okay we gonna get into our theme song, okay, honey? <laughs> Tell me what it is. Mm-hmm. I didn't see this coming. I didn't know nothing at all. Yeah. There's something silent in. There's something silent in the air. Whoa. All right, y'all, it is that time in the episode where we pass a motherfucking collection plate. And um, y'all have to let me know how this sounds. I think my mic could be a little bit closer, but you know, the mic is new, bitch. New mic. Roadcaster Pro mixing board, okay? It's giving new tech. It's giving bougie bitch. It's giving... I'm in my bag. It's giving investment. It's giving pass the collection place here because you need another mic. <laughs> so with that being said, y'all already know there are several ways that you can give. I have a Patreon that is solely set for collecting money donations and money offerings at this moment. Um, we also have a tech offering and a book offering wish list that's on Amazon as well as Cash App, Venmo, and PayPal. And as you know, you can find all of these links and cash tags at names all in the show notes. The show notes. There we go. The show notes. <laughs> all right, y'all. We're going to get into the girth of this episode. Uh, and honestly, if you can't give anything, share. Share the podcast. You know, give me reviews. Um, Word of mouth is always great. You know, even if you don't want to write a review, say, hey, she be cutting up. I fuck with her. You might enjoy listening to her. Pass me on to your friend. Anything. But no matter what, whatever you do, y'all know, I appreciate you lending me your ear. (laughs) It's overdue. Go on, switch it up. 
As y'all know, I told you in the last episode, actually two episodes ago, that I am in the process of building my own culturally relevant Oracle deck. And actually, another fun fact about this is that, so I got the vision to do this through, oh my God, countless dreams. And now that I like, um, and looking back at all of my notes and like my records of my dream space of my like dream visions, uh, 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 I actually have been working on this since 2020. Uh, and I didn't realize that's what I was working on. Um, which honestly, I feel really fucking proud about. And like, I am a bad bitch that wears many fucking hats because I do so many things. I have so many talents and I honestly, I don't want to say I didn't know that this is something I could do. It was just, it took me maturing in my spirituality to understand that what I'm doing right now was a safe space for creation and a safe space for my creativity. Um, And so with that, so this has been like a process that's been going on since 2020. So at the top of this year, 2022, I, uh, after realizing that what I was supposed to be creating was simply a deck of cards. And I think I called it an oracle back then too. Yeah, because I have a sketch of that. I called it an oracle deck back then too, which was like January. I think it was January. Yeah. January was when I wrote all of it down. Yeah, it was like New Year. Yeah. Um, And I was like, I was getting no sleep because for me, y'all, when I begin a a project or, yeah, a project or like even for this podcast, like the same, it's, it's the same sort of process like I start and then I can't stop like it's like a really bad like addiction or uh, when you meet a person and the romance is real hot and it, it, and you know like this is about to be a very quick burn and then after that it's gonna suck you're gonna be like damn the candle is all the way gone and it was a limited edition candle and I can't get it anymore so all I have is the memories of that experience and there's no going back. That's what my creative processes are like. Like from my film editing to my um, uh, like rehearsal process. Like it is all very much so like I'm losing sleep. Um, it's like it's it's truly I mean, this podcast is root working, but it really is the working part. Right. Like you understand that, you know, nothing like you there's the work inside where you're like all right conjuring um shelling out juju that works for you ah ah but then like it is is beyond the words and it's beyond the performance of like conjurings um it's really where you get into 
the work part, like the the part of the spell, the part of the ritual that requires like sweat and sacrifice, right? Like there's this um card in the Grandma Baby's Lenormand deck that says like, okay, you know how to do you know how to do the performative rituals, but are you going to sit at your altar with your hands open, hoping that what it is that you need and what you're praying for is going to arrive through your front door? <clears throat> right? This is heavy shit. Like, no. Like, it's this and. Like, it's a yes and. Like, this this manifestation ritual that you're doing has to be accompanied by work, right? Faith without work is what? You know it. <laughs> not far off. <laughs> it is not far off on some Christianity and hoodoo's not very different. Black Christianity. So it's just like I've been... In this process of, I and I started making the deck, so I um, finally wrote it down on paper. Like, I knew for a fact that what I was doing was making an oracle deck, a deck of cards. Um, I thought I knew how many it was going to be. It started off being 70, and I was like, mm. And 70 is about the size of um, 70 to 78. 78 is like the average size of tarot deck. Um like a traditional tarot deck. So I was like, oh, well, I don't want to do 78, but I like the number seven. And I had like this really in-depth rule system. And honestly, that rule system um, helps me read like playing cards. Excuse me, y'all. I really got this. It's a wind down, but the wind down giving burps. So I'm going to apologize ahead of time. <laughs> um. But this rule system that I had created uh, helps me read playing cards, just like read a portion of playing cards, because I actually am not entirely sure how to read playing cards just yet. I've been investing in like uh, reading like many other different ways between like cards and dream divinations that reading a playing card I haven't gotten to yet. Um, And... It's it almost feels very similar to when you're an artist, when you're a dancer, how it is impossible to be mile deep in a thousand forms. Like you might be what's the word? Like a breath? Like is that the word? Sure. To many different forms. Like you've dabbled in many different forms, but like to be something they would call a master is difficult unless you choose one form. Right. Unless you choose one form that you're like, all right, I'm really going to dive deep into this thing because this is a thing that's going to help me. This is a thing that I'm interested in. Right. And reading or I should say divination feels like that. I can only juggle about two and a half things. So I have dream divinations and then I have Oracle like slash Lenormand deck, which I think they're kind of the same thing. Divinations. And as as far as tarot, like, I'm strictly, like, off the book because tarot is way too deep. Um, also, it's not a black system, so I really don't give a fuck. Like, I don't think it's black. Um, really don't give a fuck. That's not to say that, um, that's not to say that, like, it isn't something worth doing. It's definitely something worth doing. I just simply don't have the time. It's very similar to, like, uh, what's it called? Like astrology 
and zodiac signs. I trust that it is a reliable divination system and ways of like understanding self and world around you. However, I don't have the time. I just don't have the time. I do, however, trust other people. I trust that other people have done the work to understand. I just don't understand how people pop up knowing all of these things like the back of their hand. But again, I know my grandma's baby Lenormand deck like the back of my hand. And it's simply because I've been putting in the work to do it. So all that being said, to backtrack a little bit, all my creative processes have been um, so rigorous, like losing sleep, um, computer work, sitting at the computer, really like ideating and really getting the things down on the paper because not that it needs to be finished at a particular time, but I know that I like to see things through when it comes to my creative projects, especially if they're like um, computer projects, like things that I can do in my own downtime. It's not something I need to go into the studio for. And even then, like when I was in New York and like doing my like solo show, I was in the studio for hours, hours. Like my creative process for each day was long. It was my day. It was my day. <laughs> like when I came home, it was in the evening and I have been in the studio since the morning. Like that's the type of like shit that I'd be on. Um, so with that, I was like, okay, so I know I have this deck. I kind of started it. Um, and by kind of started it, I'm realizing now that the cards that I made before was like, I did it in an in intensive week. So I had a week intensive. It was over spring break. I made like 10 cards. Um, and I'm realizing that 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 particular week was like a crash crash course or like a DIY tutorial. I had watched like literally, I kid you not, one video of um, this white girl. I think she was making a tarot deck. Um, but she was helping people understand, like, how to essentially, like, make digital collages. Essentially is what she was doing. Helping people make digital collages. And so I was like, okay, that's actually mad fucking easy. Because also gag is that I am obsessed with computers and have been obsessed with computers since I was a child. Like, if you ask my folks, you know that computer work man the fireworks are really getting loud computer work for me or like computer fun for me was like fun time but it's different than now like because right we didn't have social media so like being on the computer and being like on the internet or things like that it just looked very different and I liked to solve computer issues I remember when I was younger I actually ended up taking a digital media class and I'm like ooh, I've been like all the things I've gone through have really prepared me for this moment. <laughs> but I took a digital media class where, like, I was designing. Honestly, it was like an anime character now that I'm thinking about it. It was like a blue and purple, like, white anime character with, like, that was kind of whimsical. We were using, like, the old school Photoshop at that time. Like, it was very much so preparing me for this. And, like, all throughout my career just like as an artist I keep returning back to Photoshop work when I was an undergrad 
being in my Greek organization, I was the person who made the flyers. Like, I was the one putting all these things together. Like, it's nothing for me to create, um, like, a digital visual. Um, I'm the person who normally is making posters for shows. Like, graphics. I fuck with graphics. Um, I like that shit. Like, and so that week felt like me sort of like sticking my toes into the water and oh my god y'all it was horrible I was sitting at the computer for so long that my hamstrings were so tight my knees hurt I was like walking around my apartment with bent knees because I had been sitting at the computer that long so that told me two things one that this was not going to be an easy process two digitally editing on a desktop is not ideal and so I realized after that that if I wanted any shot at um, swiftly or just like, yeah, swiftly making cards or just being able to, what's the word, like optimize my time, my effort and my labor, I was going to need to invest into a piece of equipment. What I, I thought it was going to be like, you know, y'all know they have those like 12 inch tablets now. Um, I think it's 12 inch tablets from Apple. I was like, okay, like I'm going to use this. I'm going to have the pen. It's going to be great, great, great. Uh, uh. And it's funny because I ended up getting a research grant that helped me pick because y'all know my computer went out. Um, Like literally right at the end of the school year, my computer went out, my laptop went out. And so also bless the Lord because I have two computers and that is what I need for my work, um, my workflow. And so computer went out and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get this tablet. I'll, I'll be great. It'll be cool. It'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be cool. I went to purchase a tablet and something made me go back and um, look to see if I had gotten Apple Care. Didn't get Apple Care. So I actually ended up canceling that order. And then something made me go back and crunch my numbers again. Crunch the numbers again and, and, and ended up being that getting a MacBook Pro was cheaper and I was like well I need to replace my MacBook Pro let me not sometimes my eyes can get bigger than my stomach and I'm learning that and I continue to learn this lesson over and over and over again so (laughs) maybe one day I'll be able to just have more what (laughs) my mom calls him she used to tell us that we had um you had your stomach and then you have your dessert stomach And so she would be like, you know, you could always eat as much food as you want. But when you're full, right, and you're like, oh, my God, I can't go no longer on the like the real food. You go, you put your plate in the kitchen, you know, you throw your scraps away, throw the throw the plate in the sink. Uh -uh. Mom goes, hey, Sierra, do you want dessert? And you go, yeah, because I have room in my dessert stomach. (laughs) It was forever until I realized that we didn't have two stomachs. So there's that. (laughs) I did not know, y'all. I did not know. But I'm just hoping that one day, like, you know, the Lord reminds me, like, okay, Sierra, like, I'll let you have that thing because you have a dessert stomach. But Lord been like, bitch, you all got two stomachs. You got one stomach. And for that one stomach, I need you to get the thing that I told you to get and stop letting your eyes precede you. Look at. What your appetite is, right? Look at what your circumstances require and make space for. Buy the thing that you need to buy, okay? Stop trying to go against what I'm telling you you need. Stop. 
Okay, so I was like, canceled that order, ended up buying the MacBook. MacBook comes in, and oh my God, y'all, I have been making cards out of my ass. Like, because what I need is movement. I need to be able to pick the work up, go to the next room, work, pick the workbook up, right, the MacBook up, go downstairs, sit on my porch, work. I need to be able to take the work anywhere. And the the tablet wasn't going to work for me, I realize now, because of the amount of multitasking that I do on this MacBook. So I'm so happy that everything happened the way that it did. Um, so happy that everything happened the way that it did, and I'm really excited about this work, but... I've been in, like, I haven't called it an intensive, but for the last, like, two weeks, actually, maybe it's, like, two and a half weeks now, right? Because we had the one intensive week in August, right? And then June, kind of, excuse me, y'all, sorry, I told y'all I got the burps, um, in June started, so it's July now, so, like, the last two weeks of June, Slash this first week in July, I have been working my ass off like sun up to sundown. <laughs> awesome, sun up to sundown. Yes, y'all, that's been me. I've been slaving. Okay, and I'm really, I'm really excited because the like making these cards is helping me codify my black experience in a way that I didn't realize it was going to because the words of the or the names of the cards are very culturally relevant a-a-v-e called like you and some of them are like parts of a phrase that you could only finish if you're black like that sort of thing and so and like of course like Blackness isn't a monolith, right? We all have very particular experiences. And so it is calling upon, like, blackness that has come from, like, the South. Like, the South that has traveled upward. And so um, if you're of that black American experience uh, and also you've been in the black church, you have an end to this. Um, And so... This deck, first of all, I'm really proud of this deck. I'm almost finished. This is me, by me recording this podcast, it's me taking a break. Because as beautiful as it is to feel like, oh my God, I have a calling and you have picked up the phone, right? But you don't want to put the person on hold, right? Because putting the person on hold, sometimes things happen and phones just hang up, right? I have not wanted to put the phone down because I'm scared that the phone is going to hang up. Not even scared, worried, concerned, even that the phone is just gonna hang up and that I'm not gonna be able to like tap back in and finish, right? And honestly, y'all, like making this deck has felt like writing a book. And I keep telling people, like, I'm gonna write a book, I'm gonna write a book, I'm gonna write a book. And actually, y'all, I am writing a book because. Hopefully I get these or send these cards off to get printed within the within the week, right? Within this week, I'll get the cards in the next couple weeks. And so also this is backtrack fun fact. Fun fact is um, after figuring out what this deck was supposed to be, I, I maybe I told y'all this. I actually can't even remember. Um, but I wrote up a proposal to a residency 
um, propose an oracle deck and set all the things that it's going to be. And this residency is in Georgia. Um, it's a two-week residency where they're giving me housing and I get to just work on the project that I propose. <clears throat> so what I'm going to do is what I'm going to do is take those take the cards with me because what I don't want to do and what I've learned from being a dancer is that when you're in a creative process and you're creating a work you would be a fool to tell the work what it is supposed to be what the meaning is supposed to be what is this that and the third y'all know the deal you have to like a true fucking artist let the work tell you what it needs and what it wants to be what it wants to be named what it wants to look like what does it want to sound like what it wants to feel like what it wants to smell like it needs the work tells you all of those things you don't tell the work what it is it's like telling god about your plans <laughs> he like oh well yeah she like oh well yeah like that's cute you kind of got like a little bit of what i want you to do but like girl the rest of the shit is just like no void that shit don't matter you think that's the plan honey that's not the plan you better off being like butter like water, as I tell my students. Be butter like water. Be butter like water and flow. Okay? Smooth. Okay? Let the current take you. Okay? And so, <laughs> and so, yeah. I want to take the cards to this residency and let the cards tell me what they need to be. And then I'm going to write this book, this guidebook. I'm like, I knew I wanted to write a book. And maybe I'll still definitely probably still write another book, especially if I go get a PhD. But, like, writing this guidebook is a book, y'all. It's a book. It's a book. Do you understand me? Like, 37, 40-ish cards and their meanings and elements and cultural understandings around and the... um upright meanings and reversals and all of these things y'all I honestly can't even think about it at this point I'm just on getting the illustrations done getting the cards in my hand so that I can begin to work with them and intuitively understand what the meanings are supposed to be but y'all can you tell your girl to sit down, lay down, the work going to get done? Awesome. Tap your neighbor <laughs> and say, neighbor, sit your black ass down. <laughs> or as my mama said, go lay it down, honey. Go lay it down. <laughs> like, I am exhausted. And I tell myself, like, Sierra, just go, go report that report. <laughs> Record that podcast because you need a break and your brain needs a break. Like, my brain, I, because I am recording this right after, like, taking my walk. My, I do my, my little workout for the day and my little 30-minute walk. I was, like, depleted. My brain was, like, melting off of my brain. Melting off of my brain. Like... And, like, I've been in a really, like, spiritually trippy place lately, too. So it's, like, because dream, like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes I don't necessarily get a break. Like, I've been doing really good about being very clear about my boundaries. Like, 
telling spirit like you know there are some people who see like dead people like they see ancestors they see people who have once been here there are people who can engage with the spirit world in that way and I ain't gonna hold you sometimes I get flashes of people and sometimes like family members um or like older elderly people and then sometimes like you know, you talking and something fall. You talking and this happens. And, like, I had some calls, some close calls on some. I woke up and was like, listen, I appreciate the wake-up call. I appreciate you joking with me, but y'all know my heart boundaries. And you got one more time. You have one more time before I, I was <laughs> threatened. I'm going to shut the fucking altar down. Yo, got one more time. And, like, I joke, but I be dead ass serious. Like, yeah, okay, you knock that thing one more time. One more time, okay? Unless you saving me from a nightmare. Unless you say, because, like, there are some times where I answer into dreams that no longer serve me and I get waking up. Because it's necessary. And there are other times where I'm like, all right, y'all, that was unnecessary. And let me throw this cloth over Try me one more time. I'm throwing this cloth over this altar and we will not talk. We will not talk. Do you understand? And so I'm just one of those people. And so with this deck and having to do this deck, I've been in a place of like heightened spirituality and like just contact period. And so it has been nice to engage in things that I am doing for myself in like real life. Like, boundary making, boundary making is fun, okay? Boundary making is fun, makes decisions easy to make. And so I'm like, oh, I should and do often um, find myself needing to remind myself, honestly, like, nothing changes for spiritual worlds. Like, these are your ancestors and they are people and they also need to be communicated with and that this is my heart boundary, this is what needs to happen. At this time of day, we don't do that. At this, we just don't do that. And and it's not even just like a, uh, like wanting to be in control or like I am the living one. Okay, bitch, you're dead. It's not that. It's a, you understand what I've been through. You've seen what I've been through. You understand and have seen the traumas that I have, which means that you know that by doing this thing, it does not serve me. You are no longer communicating to me. You're actually making making me get defensive. So if you want to talk, you talk to me in the avenue that I say that you can talk to me. This is the thing that I consent to. Okay, on some, this is why we have cards. This is why we have dreams. Okay, this is why we have omens this is why we have visions this is why we have our inner thoughts like these are the ways in which I like to be communicated to and I can hear them I'm not there yet okay I don't need you picking the pin up I just don't (laughs) I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't and so, yeah, this making this deck has been facilitating um, a lot of really good things for me. And there's a lot of, I mean, growth happening in myself as a spiritualist, in myself as an artist. And also just like I'm just always in complete disbelief every time I finish a car. Like, wow, bitch, you did that. You really did that. 
So I'm excited to get this finished, get this printed off this week. I'm also really grateful for this talking break because your girl needed it. Um, But I don't know when the deck will be... I don't know when the deck will be finished. And by the deck, I mean the guidebook as well. Because I won't be writing the guidebook until August. um, And also, I'm genuinely going to take my time in working with these cards to write down their meanings and figure out the format. Because at the end of the day, again, this is writing a book. I'm not like... Because there are some... And this is like no shade to these sort of decks but there are decks where you like either one don't get a guidebook at all which it encourages your intuition but um I don't necessarily want to force people to go through the experience that I'm having to go through in order to like do like what do you what do we call it? like conjure meaning making excuse me sorry y'all um conjure meaning making so there's that but there are some decks Right, there's some that have no guidebooks at all. Then there's the other one that is like they'll have like uh like a trifold pamphlet. That's one. There are some people that have um like one of the cards of the deck is the meaning. Like you'll have I don't know, two or three cards front and back that have like from one to whatever. These are keywords. I really struggle with keywords sometimes. Um like I'm like, mm, I need a little. I need a story. That's what it is. I mean, and that's why the Grandma's Baby um, Lenormand deck works so well because it, it, in my opinion, is story driven. Now I don't know if T would name it as such. Like, oh yeah, I was thinking about you know our people are storytellers, and so there's like a beginning, middle, and end to reading this meaning for this card. <clears throat> but like that is what sticks. Right. It's like sometimes it isn't the definition itself that clicks. Sometimes it is the metaphor. Right. Like you're like, oh, confirmation. Yeah, I know what confirmation is. Oh, but you're sink you're sinking confirmation to the imagery of somebody shouting in a church and the word testimony. Right. So that gives me many things to pull off of. Um, as opposed to just the word confirmation, right? And you have this story about, like, your shout is coming soon or um, seven generations forward and back is what you're, like, those are the shoulders you've been standing on. Um, You know, things like that. Things that give me a little bit more oomph, a little bit more texture, because that is what triggers the, like, memory processing in my mind. Um, And I imagine for many people, um, and so, right, I didn't want to do the trifle pamphlet. I didn't want to do the, the cards. I'm like, if I'm putting in, like, years of work into this, what is one more year to just write the guidebook? So I'm thinking that this won't really be done until next year, summer. The cards will be done soon, but the guidebook won't be done soon, especially because the school year is about to start back up. Um, school year is about to start back up. Uh, and I'm in my final year, so I'm writing my thesis, creating my thesis, finishing out the year, teaching, applying for PhD programs. I'm not superwoman, and I need to keep reminding myself in the world that. And um, I want to be weak, and I want to be soft when I want to be. 
And uh, I don't feel like as a black woman, I have to be strong. And I also don't need to act like I have super strength. Um, and so I know for myself, like even I'm contemplating, there's a there's a show that I'm supposed to be doing in January and I'm probably going to pull out. <laughs> I'm probably going to be like, I love y'all and I appreciate the opportunity. And this is just like a show for the university. I'm like, oh, I love you, appreciate the opportunity to do this, that, and the third. Damn, the fireworks is going to do this, that, and a third, but, like, mm, too much work for me. Too much work for me. They're probably in their finale of the popping of the works. Um, so, sorry, y'all, if this is, like, a little annoying in your ears. Um, but I'm thinking in order to be mindful of rest, um, especially because the cards are supposed to nurture spiritual well-being or mental well-being, uh, physical well-being like I want to take my time um I definitely want to take my time so I probably won't be done and by done I mean like finished in the way that it is ready to be I don't know like kickstarted or backed or pre-ordered in that way Especially right now because I'm just ordering it through a site that will get the cards in my hand. I Depending upon like what that value is like, maybe I will stick with that manufacturer. Or I also have been in conversation with um, T who created the Grandma's Baby Lenormand deck. And I only keep like name dropping this person because if not for those cards I would have never been able to fathom what this was supposed to be um like that deck is bible bible they have a new one coming out to a second not new but like a second edition of the edition that I have now that's a little bit bigger um so pre-order that I'm definitely gonna put that um the the link to that deck in my show notes as well so you all be able to reach that deck too and support black artists um but I'm thinking about I'm either going to stay with the manufacturer that I'm with or I that's why I brought them up um reach back out to T because T was like oh yeah like you know let me know when you're ready and I'll introduce you to my manufacturers And so I might reach out to them. I'm honestly just not sure. I'm also thinking like cost efficient, um, what is possible, and also thinking of like what is the labor behind a Kickstarter. Um, I have the space to like package, send out things. I live literally not even a block. I can stand outside my house and see the the, um, post office which is also why I knew I was going to end up selling something because I was like, why would the Lord place me this close to a post office unless I'm supposed to be sending something off frequently? Um, So, yeah, I'm figuring all these things out, but that's so far down the road. I don't think that the book is going to be done until next year. Um, So I have ample amount of time to work with the cards um, and take my time, you know. So I'm excited. I, I hope that... I hope that honestly my my hope, my desire, my dream, my wish is that this car shuffles black people um into really connecting with their ancestors and really connecting with their spirituality, um plugging into being a spiritualist of sorts. Um 
But also like linking spirituality and Christianity because they're often placed on opposite ends of the spectrum. And I just don't think that those positions are accurate. I just don't think it is. I think that they're much closer than we realize. Uh, I also just hope that it helps build people's intuition, like black folks intuition. And I also hope that it helps folks mental health, like reading cards really helps my mental health. Um, It is a therapist when my therapist isn't doing her job. (laughs) Like it really fills the gaps. It really fills the holes. Not to mention there are oftentimes that um, I dream about pulling cards and we'll do divination, like dream divinations in that way. Like I wake up and I'm like, oh, like, this car popped up, then I saw this record, then I saw this other car from this other deck. In that order, what is this trying to tell me? And, like, you know, that shit, if people were to see my cars in their dreams, oh, geeks, that's all I want in life. I just want to give people the tools in order to, like, find their own voices and to hear their own people. That's really all I want. That's really all I want. Um. So, yeah, y'all, I'm really geeked. I appreciate y'all. I am really excited to be continuing on this journey. I'm also really grateful for this podcast to be a space of rest and release. Um, And yeah, y'all, I appreciate you. Thank you for going on this ride with me. Thank you for coming on along for another episode. As always, I'm your host, Sarah L. Ward. Artifists, back. Come on. Sarah Artivist. There we go. Black woman. <laughs> Creo. Y'all stay blessed now. What's got you dumbfounded and frightened? Is it the threat that something may change?